brain. Everyone has one. We're pretty sure no one is using it. And we're fairly certain most kids are born without one. It's responsible for all of your bad decisions. And why you remember every lyric to MC Hammer's Can't Touch This, but can't remember where your fucking keys are. This week's episode slash book is all about it. Stay tuned. As if you were listening to this on a radio and that tagline was not 50 years past its expiration date. Countdown for blast off. X minus 5, 4, 3, 2, X minus 1, fire. Welcome to the podcast dedicated to shining a dim ray of yellowish brown light of something resembling entertainment into your already information-heavy existence. This is Elton Reads a Book a Week. I am Elton, and I read a book a week. If you like what you hear and you want to keep it going, and just to be more included in the process of this ridiculous madness, you're more than welcome to contribute on Patreon. The place to go is www.patreon.com slash Elton Reads a Book a Week. That's all one word at the end. By contributing, you become one with the podcast. You can contact me personally, one-to-one. We can be intimate, as intimate as a podcast host and contributor can be. You'll get all sorts of behind-the-scenes access, extras, and we'll get to know each other on a one-to-one basis, if you want to. You know, kind of, uh, how's your mom? Is she, is she good? Does she need a biscuit recipe, maybe? I have one that's killer. That kind of thing. I mean, if you like, you don't have to. You're not obligated. Plus, Patreon contributors can have their messages and comments and things like that worked into the podcast, should they desire it be. They get special treatment, is what I'm saying. Contribute and find out. You can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash much. The podcast also has an Instagram profile page thing. At Instagram.com slash Elton Reads a Book a Week. It's all one word, no spaces. And it can be followed on Twitter as well at Twitter.com slash Elton Reads a Lot. To get all the latest updates, you can go there. I tweet some things. I'm heavy on it. Twitter and me have a weird relationship. Anyway, I'm trying to keep them all humming. It's like spinning plates. So hit me up on one of those if you have any questions, concerns. Want to have a rap battle? I'll lose, but you'll get practice. So a win on your side, and really, isn't that what it's all about? This week's book is titled Medical Neuroscience. It's an academic textbook about the brain and its many parts and systems that I purchased for a mere 99 cents. That's no joke. That's too many authors to name or care about, and was published by the fine people at Saunders to be used by failing and not-so-failing medical students everywhere. Why do I have it? Fuck, man, why do I have any of these books? Because I have a deep-seated desire to be a... How the fuck do you know that guy? An inconspicuous savant, unbeknownst to everyone. All right, let me paint the scene. A swap meet, 2 p.m., Central Standard Time. Me and two friends are hard at work pissing away a perfectly good Saturday on a second-hand vinyl record hunt. And people watching. One friend bends over to check out whether an album is or is not a caustic window test pressing and cracks his head on a display table. He stands up, he mutters a few curse words, a few fucks and shits. He rubs the front of his head before exclaiming, Fucking great! 
I just lost my short-term memories. To which I might interject, out of nowhere, nope, you ruined your motor skills, if anything. They originate more to the anterior, or forward portion of the frontal lobe, the portion of the brain related to the creation of new memories in the limbic system. The parahippocampal gyrus, to be more specific, located near the medial and inferior portion of the brain, right above the brainstem, to which my dumbfounded friend, who's been standing next to me the entire time, not the guy that hit his head, totally different friend, there's three of us, remember, he says, who the fuck are you, and how do you know that? It's at this time I would throw down a smoke bomb and disappear like a ninja and or magician. Dropping information like that might seem like a dick move, but to me, it adds mystery to your character. How much do you really know about your friends? Better yet, how much do you think they actually know? If someone drops some impromptu medical knowledge on you out of nowhere that later turned out to be correct, would that not blow your mind? Exactly. Now, apply that to literary, historical, economic information, and you'll get what I mean. It's just randomly awesome. Plus, there's all the ancillary benefits, like increasing the IQ, possibly. One step closer to becoming MacGyver. You get, I mean, you get the idea. Now, I have to deliver a painful truth. While I read the book in a week, it's not a one-and-done kind of tome. Nothing information-intensive sticks after just a week of reading it. If that were the case, colleges would be crapping out just as many doctors as dropouts. Still despite the fact that I've probably confused, misread, and turned around a lot of it by my big, non-medically inclined, below-average intelligence. What I did read was intensely interesting. I'm a sucker for a good in-depth informational book. I like to get into something, you know, like into it. You can add another layer to my strangeness if you must. Contrary to that, though, in a way, I'm not a big fan of, uh... New terminology and jargon. It's like uh, learning a completely different language on the fly. It's not something you really want to do. New language, uh, terminology, and jargon uh, is what this book has in droves. I didn't know doctors had it so bad. I didn't know up from down for a while. Mainly because they have completely different terms for up and down. I mean, seriously, they do. And from what I understand, again, I only read through it in a week... They have multiple versions of words as well. Okay, I know you're curious, so I'll tell you. Here goes. Try to follow along. It gets weird. In the human brain, the directions are the words rostral and anterior mean forward. Caudal and posterior mean back. Dorsal and superior mean uh, toward the top of the skull. Ventral and inferior mean away from the skull, towards the bottom. Medial means toward the midline. Lateral means toward the side. That's just for the brain, mind you. The brain stem. The brain stem and spinal cord have their own set of words. Rostral means toward the brain. Caudal points toward the tail end of the spinal cord, so your ass. Dorsal means the same as posterior or back. Ventral means anterior, or if you're following along, forward. So for the brain, it means away from the top of the skull, but for the brain stem and spinal cord, it means forward. They came up with so many damn names, you'd think they'd toss out at least a slightly different one for that. Well, what do I know? I'm not a smart man. So moving on. Medial, again, means toward the midline. Lateral, again, means toward the side. 
That's just nomenclature to get your bearings for when you're staring at someone's wrinkly, jelly-fest of a brain. Unfucking believable No wonder doctors have you wait so long. They're probably looking up the right words just to explain which way their fart blew. Things just get stranger from there. For instance, your brain is literally floating in cerebrospinal fluid. And the folded appearance of your brain, you ever wonder about that? That's due to the large surface area of your brain being crammed into our small, stupid skull. Yeah, that's right. Your skull is too small for your brain. Try and wrap your wrinkled brain around that shit for a minute. What kind of fucking games are you playing, nature? It's just goofy. There's also a brain attached to your brain. All right. Not, I mean, kind of. It's actually just the name for part of your brain. Cerebellum means little brain. It's the part of your brain that integrates the activity of the cerebral cortex with your brainstem and spinal motor systems to coordinate movement. A lot of words, right? From what I gather, it means you think, slap my forehead with my hand. That thought travels from Thoughtville through the cerebellum. That then directs to the right muscles the action of having your hand slap your forehead. If I'm wrong, fine, I'll take that. It still means little brain, though. Now, a case study. A 75-year-old right-handed man, that's important, with a history of high blood pressure, diabetes. Shit, that's me. I mean, not the 75-year-old part. I'm younger than that, but the other things. Holy fuck. Great. Future me, maybe? Oh, oh shit, no, he, and he smokes, so not me. I don't smoke. Anyway, he awakes uh, one morning the, with severe weakness in his right arm, and to a lesser extent, his right leg. His language and other cerebral functions are completely normal. I won't read the whole thing. It gets thick with doc talk. Uh, however, because language capacity is localized to the left brain in 99.5% of right-handed people, it's pretty certain the man's weakness didn't result from a middle cerebral arterial problem. The takeaway? Language capacity is localized to the left brain in 99.5% of right-handed people. There's the icebreaker for your next party. Hey, did you know that your uh, language capacity comes from the left side of your brain, as it does with 99.5% of right-handed people? Oh, and if you had a stroke... It might be due to a microvascular disease and not by embolism. Can I get you a beer? And now, neurons. If the nervous system were the internet, the neuron would be a computer transmitting, receiving, and decoding its large quantities of porno. I'm probably way off on that, but that's how I read it. This book scares me in ways only words I don't fully understand can. It's like someone handing you a message in ancient Sumerian and having a strong feeling that it's a death threat that's also making fun of your face. There are approximately 100 billion neurons in the human central nervous system. The output of a neuron is conveyed to other neurons or to muscle and other effector cells via the axon, which seems like a pretty wicked name for a supervillain or maybe a computer of some sort, like the Apple II. Anyway... Axon typically have many terminal branches. They terminate in uh, boutons. They're like uh, 
button-like enlargements that form the proximal component of neural synapses. Synapses provide the major means by which a neuron elicits responses through the release of neurotransmitters and target cells. Get that? Like the Internet. I'm, I'm full of shit. I'm feeling like the Internet simile is thin. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, shit. I forgot to mention. Um, two more fun fact words for you. Afferents and efferents. That's uh, one starts with A. That's afferents. And efferents starts with E. Uh, afferents are nerve fibers that carry information to a given neural structure. Efferents carry output away from them. Now you have a few neat words you can apply to on and off ramps or in and outdoors or um, incoming and outgoing mail. Abuse them as much as you like. Oh, man. Stuff like that gives me a deeper understanding as to how and why I'll never be a doctor. The commitment alone, all that time in school, and enough new words to give you the same kind of embolism you're learning how to diagnose. It's too much for a person like me. There's so much adherence and discipline involved. Way, way too much. I like less intensive tracks in life. Though I do like medicine, practicing it is a completely other matter. See, I like learning things, like uh, an epileptic syndrome known as benign uh, familial neonatal convulsions are prevalent only in Newfoundland, and that the affected patients are otherwise normal. However, there is a 16% chance that they will develop epilepsy as an adult. See, shit like that just fascinates me. What purpose does it serve for me? It doesn't. It's just fucking weird. As far as what that is, it's just fucking weird that they narrowed it down to Newfoundland. I mean, how did that happen? Do they call every other place on the planet uh, about this uh, benign familial uh, neonatal convulsion thing? And only the people in Newfoundland checked in with, are you kidding? It's everywhere over here. People are running through the streets screaming. Babies are shaking. It's insanity. Or how about the vestibular spinal system that plays a dominant role in the maintenance of the anti-gravity tone necessary for us to sit, stand, and maintain posture, other than horizontal. It sends signals to the appropriate muscles when you're having problems remaining upright. You want to mess with it? The book says to inject cold water into your right ear. It reduces the signal from the right labyrinth to the vestibular nuclei. This signal makes the brainstem think that there is a left body tilt and will compensate by inducing right tilt. If you try this on yourself, you'll discover that when walking, it requires some mental effort to avoid drifting to the right and bumping into shit. Give it a shot. I'd try it, but I have, a, I have an invested interest in not bashing my head off of things right now. It's a personality flaw of mine. Yes, learning information that I shouldn't reasonably know. I feel is like a hidden superpower or, or like a spy with information about nuclear weapons. Bladder function depends on two major muscles, the detrusor, that's responsible for emptying the bladder, and the internal sphincter muscle, that restricts passage of urine through the bladder neck. Now hand me those fucking wire cutters, lady. This bomb isn't going to defuse itself. Maybe I'm just not creative enough to find uses for shit like this. Outside of doctoring, this stuff isn't coming up in too many conversations. There aren't too many supermarket checkout lines filled with uh, preception conversations. Oh, that's, Jesus, that's the physical sense of the position and movement of limbs in relation to each other, and the body. 
It's the reason you're not constantly accidentally slapping yourself. Well, as I've come to understand it anyway. Mechanoreception is the system that underlies our various capacities for touch. Which I bring up because people in supermarket lines are constantly fighting over which is which. Well, now you can tell them what's what and to shut up and take your coupons. You're extreme couponing this shit today. Extreming the fuck out of it. A personal fave of mine is the uh, vestibular apparatus. It provides the mechanisms for stabilization of eye position in the course of all head movements involving acceleration. That includes rotation in any direction, linear acceleration in any direction, and any movement involving a change in the angular orientation of the head with respect to the gravitational field. It keeps your eyes steady when you run or look out a car window. Everything would normally be a motion-blurred mess without it. I imagine. It would be like a bizarre wash of color streaking past you every time you turned your eyeballs. It would be a nightmare. But you'd save a lot of money on the psychedelic drugs, but otherwise a nightmare. It might seem dismissive, what I'm saying, or how I'm talking about this medical information, and it might seem that I'm treating it as something trivial. But, I mean, overall, that's not true. Everybody, everyone should know every bit of what's in this textbook. This should be poured over in science and biology classrooms from elementary school on up, coast to coast, in every country. This, this information should just be like knowing the back of your hand. This book is about us, all of us. Take, for instance, I mean, take a moment and look up at the ceiling. You'll notice that your attention isn't drawn to the expanses of undifferentiated color. It's drawn toward the light fixtures, the lines where the walls join the ceiling. That reflects the importance of objects and their features in enabling you to recognize them. The boundaries between them, between areas of different luminescence, it's what enables you to navigate the world, whether you're walking around at home or along a cliff face. That is the neurophysiology of the visual system at play, an essential feature called feature enhancement. It enhances selected features of incoming visual input. I just plain like knowing shit like that. It's, I seriously think we all should. Medical textbooks should be handed out in neighborhood welcome baskets, along with cookies, local events, pamphlets, and cocaine samplers. Depending on the community you're joining, I mean, you know, you want to get a taste of the neighborhood, so to speak. All right. All right. Completely off topic slash in topic. The arousal system. It's not what it sounds like, but you realize it is what it sounds like after I tell you what it is. It's not about boners, lady, and male. Nope. Instead, it's the system that defines your wakefulness and alertness. Get it? The arousal system. Yeah. Look at you with the dirty mind. That's okay. I took you there. It's on me. This time. As it happens, back in 1949, uh, a couple of scientists stimulated the midbrain reticular formation, which is the core of the system, and they did it using electricity. They found out it provided varying degrees of wakefulness. On the other hand, damaging it produces varying degrees of lethargy, up to and including an actual coma. So... You actually have an internal snooze button. Only when you hit it, the snooze is permanent. Oh, the mighty, mighty shit you can learn from reading a confusingly worded textbook filled with knowledge you barely understand. It's an experience only sleepless, Adderall-addicted medical students can really appreciate. Think about that next time you go to the doctor and they're taking too long between appointments. 
Maybe they've adjourned to their small office to weep into a thick book of medical jargon that has become muddled and flipped around with age and just over time. They're, they're sitting there thinking, reading, confused. Was, was it medial? Caudal from the spine? Nu- no, shit, no, it's posterior. No, but no, wait, but definitely medial. Shit, posterior is for skull talk. Fucking think, damn you, think. Uh, no, no, they're waiting out there. They're, they're, they're waiting out there. They're waiting to, they're waiting to laugh. Oh, look at the doctor in his office. I bet he's jerking off. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just confused. Give them a break, okay? They have a lot on their mind. And that stuff that's on their mind, it, it probably has five or six words behind it. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week, folks. I've, as always, had a lot of fun. Sincerely. I enjoy these little forays into the microphone. I hope you had fun, too. If you should uh, if you should run across any cool books, you can hit me up on uh, Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or all of them. Let me know about them. As you can see, I'm very interested in all manner of books and book-related things. I truly would love to hear from you. Okay, have a great week. Okay, no hitting. No hitting. Okay, and no frowning. Don't frown. Great. Ah, parting is such sweet sorrow. With all the S's, says, says. All the S's, says. Oh, and wherever you go after this, and whatever you're going to do after, uh, after our time together, will you read more books, will you? Don't let them die out. Huh? Thanks. <laughs>